Okay, so here we go with the first uh, official podcast episode of Jimbo Talks. Uh, just before I go on, I know, before I start, I know the audio is not great. I'm trying to do stuff with it. Like I said before, I bought all this fancy audio stuff, and it's just, I'm still struggling with it, to be honest with you. I'm not the most tech-savvy person. I like having this sort of stuff, but I'm not the best at always fixing it properly. I am trying. I will try harder, and hopefully I'll be able to get it looking a lot better, and I, well, sounding better. But that is very much a work in uh, progress. So, you know... We've had the introduction episode, which happened before. I said these would go out Saturday and Wednesday, which is true. I'm trying to adhere to that as much as I can. Um, yeah, and here we go. So, obviously, I said before there would be bonus episodes occasionally. That is a thing that's going to happen, and I'm going to try and stick to each episode with a certain topic, uh, something that's topical, something that's in the news, something that's. Uh, or stuff that's relevant to what's going on today but like I said before I'm very much spitballing with all this and I'll just say whatever I like because it's my podcast I can do that um, so yeah so that's basically how it's going to work uh, I'll just talk about whatever I want to talk about but I'm trying to keep each episode kind of you know there to be some like structure to it I don't necessarily want these to be totally rambly in, in nature and obviously there will be some of that but it just is just the way I am the way I talk the way I think it's going to happen okay just to say that but I am going to try and keep some structure to every episode that comes out so that you know it, it all follows sort of a central idea if that makes sense now then today what's on the agenda I hear I hear you ask well I don't actually hear you ask that question because obviously I can't hear anyone and if I could hear someone now Considering the fact that I'm on my own, it'd be the voices inside my head, and let's be honest, that wouldn't be a very good thing, or at least it might not be very helpful to what I'm trying to be doing right now. Sorry, what was that? I oh, know. What? Don't worry. This um, I, I, I gotta take the medication. But you know, anyway, away f- away from that. Let's not go on about my uh, issues for the moment. Um, what are we talking about today? So today we are going to be talking. Well, well, basically not what not we me. There's a difference there. So that you got to do the do the W and turn it around to me. Um, what me? What 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 am I going to be talking about? Well, let's stick to let's let's have a little chat about the greatest sport that was ever invented. And obviously, I'm talking about tiddlywinks. I'm I'm not talking about tiddlywinks, just in case that was a that was an attempt to like humour. Okay, just in case there was any doubt there. Um, the greatest sport ever invented by man or beast uh, or woman man, woman or beast, I mean, equality, um, it is man or beast, isn't it, that's, that's the saying, man or beast, man and beast, man or, I don't know, like I said before, sayings are not my forte, so I'll say sayings, not necessarily get them right, that's just the way it is, but I still like, like doing it, so let's just, let's just class that as the kind of humour side of the uh, podcast, shall we not? Football, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about American football, that's a separate thing. Uh, I suppose I am talking about what Americans call soccer, although I will not be using the word soccer, although I just did use the word soccer. I'm so annoyed I just used the word soccer. I wish I could stop using the word soccer. I've just said soccer again. Can I just stop saying soccer? Yeah, okay. I'm not going to use that word again. That word is banned, okay? I hate that. When I was a kid, there was a game I bought. Well, I didn't buy it. My, My parents bought it. For the PC called Sensible, mm, yeah, it was called Sensible Soccer, okay, and I hated it then, and I hate it now. It just doesn't sound right. 
It's football, sensible football, not sensible soccer. What's this sensible soccer business? At least with FIFA, it's just FIFA, you know? FIFA 95 or FIFA 96 or FIFA, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so here we go. Oh, football, football, football. And of course, I'm not talking about Aussie rules football either. That's a totally separate thing that we don't even, that we don't even dare even have any idea of what's going on because it's just fruit, fruitless. Um, I don't know if they pick up the ball or something as well. The goals are like upside down. I mean, it's down under, so I guess it makes pretty much sense. Um, but I don't want to make this any personal attacks on any cultural people, obviously. Um, and then there's Irish football or Gaelic football, as as they also call it. Uh, again, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if they drink Guinness at half time. I'm not really sure what the actual deal is there. But um, football, the greatest sport that's ever invented. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and I just want to go on about a few things to do with what's going on with the football at the moment. So when I talk about football, I'm exclusively talking about the, the Premier League, which is the uh, staple, um, prestigious tournament uh, tournament league um, in the UK where I am based, shall we say. And so what about football at the moment? Well, I, I want to talk about Leeds United and how how they're doing, how the media seem to talk them up all the time, even when they get thrashed, and just how I feel about them, really. F football banter, um, how I feel about football banter, how, how uh, football fanta has changed. Sorry, not fanta, banter. Fanta is something totally separate. It's it's a drink, okay? If you've never heard of what fanta is, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you wait where you live in um, to be honest with you but Fanta is a drink that lots of people like me personally it's okay I can take it or leave it pretty much how I feel about most things really um, but this show is this podcast is not sponsored by Fanta I just want to say that now just in case any confusion um, other soft drinks are available um, they call them soft drinks by the way because they're for soft people <laughs> That's a joke again, by the way. Jokes are not really my forte. I, I, I'll say jokes, but they're not really my thing. Um, I'll tell you a joke now, actually. And this is the epitome of, or this is the limit, or this is the height of any joke I can ever say. So, knock, knock. Then, to be honest, this joke doesn't really work if there's not anybody else in the same room as me, or at least in ear earshot. But I'll just do it anyway. So you go, knock, knock. The other person says, who's there? And then I go, Doc doctor. And then they go, Doctor Who. It, it, it works better when there's a few people around. and Even then it doesn't work well, let's be honest, because ev everyone's heard it. It's just one of those jokes that have been around since, well, since Doctor Who. I mean, I'm guessing it wasn't around before then because that would be a bit weird. And it wouldn't make much sense either. And it certainly wouldn't, wouldn't be funny, unless Doctors have always been funny. But anyway, let's go off Doctors for a sec. Um, they have enough to like deal with at this uh, present moment. So yeah, I said Leeds United, football banter. Uh, what else should we talk about? Well, I also thought the whole idea of the European Super League, which has been floated rec recently, and it does seem to rear its head every so often. Let's talk about that. Um, I want to talk about uh, Liverpool and how they had this weird relationship with their trophy hall and how they, how they sort of, with their social media anyway, how they seem to capture their trophy hall. It's almost as if kids... Liverpool won the uh, European Cup and the Premier League in the same season. That's what they would want you to believe. But unfortunately for Liverpool, 
they and this is Liverpool Football Club, not 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 the city, because obviously there are people in Liverpool that support Everton, who are the People's Club, of course. But we don't talk about that. You know, Liverpool fans don't want really to talk. Don't talk about that. You know, they're the big juggernaut Liverpool team, aren't they? And then Everton are the the small underdog team. You know, um, but they still drew them this 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 season. Um, yeah, how they. They didn't win the European Cup and the League Cup in the same season. But anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get on to Liverpool, and my knives will be sharpened. Uh, when I say my knives will be sharpened, that's not an indication that I'm going to threaten Liverpool, the City of Liverpool, or uh, the football club in any way. Because I'm not. I've got the uh, most respect for them. It's just a matter or a matter. It's a it's a it's a it's, it's a manner of speech. It's a manner of speaking. You know, just a term again. Probably not the best term to use, especially what's going on. So, I apologise for using that term. But anyway, you know, sometimes my mouth just goes on and it, it the words come out faster than I can think. If that makes sense. Um, the last thing I want to talk about. Well, look, let's just be honest about it. I'll put my cards on on the table. It is mostly a joker, but I'm a Manchester United fan. Okay, Manchester United. If you haven't heard of them, I'm very shocked if you haven't. But if you haven't heard of them. They are possibly the greatest football team. Sorry, greatest football team has ever, 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 ever. It is, it is, it is debatable. I mean, you have Liverpool, of course. You have Real, Real Madrid in Spain. You have Barcelona in Spain. You have, well, that's it, really, isn't it? I mean, who would be above them? I don't think Juventus would be. I certainly don't think uh, Paris Saint-Germain would be really. I don't think Bayern Munich really. I think in terms of anyway, yeah, yeah, it's close. It's very close between maybe four teams, but Man United are definitely there. No matter how bad some people might think they are or this present moment, they are there. Just got to go with this whole program. And look, if you're one of those people, if you don't really like Man United or whatever, or which I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, w I won't be surprised if you don't. To be fair, because let's be honest, it's, f it's very much a 50-50 switch. You know, you you either for them, you either support them and you for them, or you don't support them and you pretty much don't. That's kind of what it is. But you know, one thing about my my United is they love they love to get under people's skin. So that's kind of what it's like. Liverpool fans are kind of the same, but they haven't quite mastered it, guys. You haven't quite mastered it yet, because you haven't had the years. You know, the years to really build it up. Where we've had those years to build it up, but obviously now we're going through a bit of a bad spell. But you know we've still got that in our in our locker. You know you're coming to grips with that now. So yeah, um, but I want to talk about the Glazers. That's why I lastly want to talk about the Glazers, how I feel about the Glazers, and that it's not all rosy with Manchester United or or United. We see people say when I say that, what about Newcastle United, what about Southend United, yes I know there are other Uniteds, but you know, you can call every, all of them Uniteds, and when I talk about United, I'm talking about Manch Manch United, okay, just get, just just honestly, just leave it alone, yeah. anyway, anyway. Um, so Leeds United, should we talk about them first, yeah, why, why, why not, now look, I know I said before, well I've just said it, that I'm a Manchester United fan, very much true, I am, um, it's not that I'm a, plastic armchair fan although I do watch it mostly um, I do watch it mostly on TV now I have been to Old Trafford uh, and watched a few games, not many I'm not from Manchester um, I don't live in Manchester never have, I've been there obviously uh, but yeah I've been to Old Trafford a few times so I've watched the odd game, not many you can count on one, on, on one hand how many I've watched but I have been there, I've soaked it up i felt it, that's the atmosphere um, just in case there's any 
an indication that I'm talking about something else there. And um, you know, I, 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 I know what it's about. I know what it's about. And this is, of course, the years when we're talking Rooney, we're talking Ronaldo, we're talking, we're talking Tevez. Yes, Tevez. Jude, you know, Judas. We're talking about all the, all, all that lot. I've I've seen them in the flesh, people in the flesh. Yes, as I like live and, live and breathe. Um, look, I support Manchester United purely because, and yes, okay, I will admit it. There is a certain amount of luck in the sense that they were they were just coming into it. We're talking ninety two, ninety three, and they were just starting to be the team that they are now. They were starting to be a successful. Well, I say now, obviously they they dipped a little bit in the last say five or six years, but or seven years. Um, but for a long time, twenty odd years, they they were this juggernaut, and they were just starting it then. And so there is luck there because I was getting interested in like football, and like Manchester United were a team that was kind of on everyone's lips, you know, at that time. Again, that's a bit of a weird saying. Everyone's lips. I mean, anyway, whatever. But um. Uh, but my granddad, he was a Manchester United fan. Uh, he was from Manchester. He kind of lost touch with it a little bit because he'd moved and lived in other places, but he still was a Manchester United fan. Uh, he also liked Manchester City as well, I will I will say. He actually liked both Man Manchester clubs, which he kind of told me, even though that was quite weird, most man most people from Manchester, you either supported United or City, he kind of liked, liked both. And he sort of, I remember him saying that to me, but he preferred Manchester United. He preferred them. And he got me like some of the tops, some of the kits around that time, you know. Uh, there was a lovely like blue, blue and white, like blue number with like white, I think it was, kind of spots on or something. I remember um, from that time. And of course, you had the tie. You could tie up the the shirt back then. And he bought me like books on like Manchester United, so I could read about sort of his the the history and stuff like this. And I I I got into it. I was sort of hooked straight away. I was hooked on this because it seemed like. There's just seems something Hollywood about it. There seems something like you know, you got George Best, you got Law, you got you got the Busby, you got the, the plane crash. You just have lots of drama there, and I kind of felt like, whoa, this is something I can I can I can get into this. I can, I can really get my teeth into it. To use another uh, ex expression. Um, but my dad, my dad, not my granddad now, but my dad was not a Manchester United fan. My dad did, did not support Manchester United. My dad was actually shock horror a Leeds United fan. Now you might ask, how does that happen? How do you get a Manchester United fan, then, then a Leeds United fan, then back to a Manchester United fan? Well, look, my dad didn't grow up in Manchester. Uh, like I said before, my granddad lived all, all around the world. So my dad lived all around the world. And he uh, he decided when at, at a certain age that he wanted to go to boarding school. And he ended up going to boarding school in Leeds. So you know, he went to boarding school in Leeds, grew up there, and just became a Leeds United fan. It's as simple as that, really. So I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Leeds because my dad is a fan, so I kind of grew up with a little bit of that as as well. Although I never support them, like I say. But like I say, I've always had a soft spot for them. So I'm a Manchester United fan who actually has a soft a, a soft spot for Leeds United, which is really weird, but I actually do. Um, and the games were always great. The games in the Premier League back then. I'm talking like when Leeds were quite a big force in the kind of nineties and the early two two thousands before they got uh, relegated. Um, there were some great games there, four, four, three wins, you know, some really good games. Uh, Leeds against United always were. And again, Leeds United, I realise I'm talking about Manchester United when I like, say that, okay? Um, but uh, look, this season, let's, let's pick up two games. So Leeds played Manchester United this season, 
they lost 6-2 at Old Trafford they played Spurs just recently lost 3 lost 3-0 three at uh, I was going to say White Hart Lane but obviously it's this monstrosity uh, Tottenham uh, stadium that you've now got which uh, I don't know if they're more bothered about um, the beers that get sold there than the sort of football I'm not sure I, I know we, I, I know Daniel Levy is more bothered about American football than he is football that's quite evident by the actual style of the stadium but that being said, um, in both those games, Leeds basically got tonked, let's be honest. They got thrashed, and they didn't look good at all. I mean, yes, they could have scored in both games, it's very much true, but they didn't look, you know, they could at least concede a lot more in both games. Yet, all the press would have you believe, press and journalists and pundits would have you believe, that Leeds are actually, you know, they're really good, really entertaining to watch, really exciting. It's like, they just got beat 6-2, and they got beat 3-0. And all this... Is for Bielsa, and I have a problem with Bielsa, Marcel Bielsa, the uh, Leeds coach. Yes, I know he's got a history. I know, I, I, I know he's got a past. I know he's done things with other clubs. He's got, and he's got iconic status in many things. He's never won a trophy in Europe. Okay, hush, hush. Never won a trophy in Europe, and, he, and he's managed some decent teams. I mean, you know, look, look at it. Look at his record. He's managed some okay teams. You know, teams that could have won trophies, whether it's league cups or, you know, smaller trophies, but could have won stuff. Never won a thing. Never won a dime. But he's an iconic manager that Pep Guardiola and all this look, look up to. Okay, fine. I don't really, I don't really get it. I'm, I'm honest about it. And Leeds fans, whatever. Look, like I say, my dad's a Leeds United fan. I have a soft spot for Leeds United. And even though I do appreciate they are exciting to watch in many ways, I don't get why you'd be happy about going to Old Trafford and losing 6-2 I mean, if Leeds lost 6-2 back in you know the early 2000s I don't think Leeds fans would be very happy then at all um, but for some reason with Bielsa they are David O'Leary I believe was, was manager back in those days before and like, and like I say I don't think uh, he would have got so much of, a, of an easy time about it if his team had just lost by that amount um, look let's be honest about it I don't think Leeds are going to get relegated this season at all. I think they're definitely good enough to stay up. I don't think their team's good enough to stay up. So maybe this is a bit of thing for Bielsa where, you know, he seems to get the most out of that team because that team's not great. But he does get a lot out, lot, lot out of them. Like I say, there have been games. Um, there was a game recently against West West Brom. There was a game against New, Newcastle where they were outstanding. But they still can see goals. Well, not so much in the West Ham game. but I'm uh, sorry, in the West Brom game. But the problem is you are going to... Nine times out of ten, it's it's gonna work against you more than for you. I think you've got to be good at the back. You've got to be able to not concede because then you are gonna to have to be scoring like three, four goals a game. You know, so and my other thing with Bielsa is when Leeds first came up, he was included in the here as I say the Premier League, the UK Premier League sort of top managers list above well, Man sort of Manchester United's own Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, Actually, who was in this list? I think it was Pep Guardiola. Okay, fine. I think... No, sorry, not Pep Guardiola. I think it was Jurgen Klopp. Okay, fine. Liverpool won the uh, league. I totally accept that he, sh that he should be there. Um, I think it was Frank Lampard who was there. I mean, again, why? Chelsea. I mean, yeah, they lost Eden Hazard, uh, possibly their best player at that time, of course. But they, uh, I think Pulisic did come in that summer. And, you know, they only lost one player. They had a decent, okay squad. And Frank got him to top four, although only only just, of course, squeaked in. Um, uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, you know, Man United were 10th 
in January of, the, of last season when they lost to Liverpool City, uh, which is around about this time last season, actually, middle of uh, January. And um, things looking rather bleak, and top four wins not looking likely at all. And yeah, he got him into top four. Yes, we needed it. We needed we needed Leicester to really collapse like they did, and we needed Chelsea to kind of collapse like they did because Chelsea did kind of collapse really. Um, but no, no, no love for that. No love for that. Yeah, Bielsa gets a, gets a team promoted. Fair enough. That's a good achievement. Of course it is. But a team that should always get promoted, Leeds were always a a giant in that in that championship division, and yet he gets this manager of the year kind of recognition or at least put in to be nominated. Don't get that. Don't get it. But yeah, I think a sign of a great manager is not just about having a philosophy, which he obviously does have, but also being able to change things, being able to know that during a game, okay, things aren't working, let's, let's change it up. Against Manchester United, I watch that game, so obviously I, I, I watch every Manchester United game. Manchester United were just doing the same thing again and again, and Leeds were doing the same thing again and again. But it wasn't working for Leeds. Yeah, they did have other chances, of course they did, but they could have been 10 down. Like United could have scored a lot more goals than they scored because Leeds were just letting them. The I think uh, a wise man once said that the that the um, a sign of um, insanity is doing the same thing again and again, but but expecting different results. That's pretty much what Leeds do against these bigger teams. So it's going to happen. They're going to be playing Liverpool again again, thrash five 0 They're probably going to play United again. This is Manchester United to get thrashed. Again, it's going to happen. They're going to play Spurs going to get, and, get, and get thrashed. It's just the way it is. So, look, I will, I will concede that Bale is a top manager if I see that he can change in games or change his philosophy, not do the same thing. I appreciate that in some games, uh, I believe there was a game recently against Burnley, um, he did sort of change, did things a bit differently. Um, you know they were a bit different second half. They you know they weren't attacking as much, realizing that Burnley were actually getting the better of them, and they held on to win that game. I appreciate that he has done it, but it's it's okay doing it against Burnley. Try and do it against Man United. Try and do it against Spurs. Try and do it against Liverpool. Try and do it against Man City. Try and do it against those teams. Okay. Um, which is what I'd like to see him do. And then if I see him do it, <clears throat> then I'll have a lot more praise for Leeds. But am I okay? Am I happy Leeds are in the Premier League? Absolutely. Do I do I do I want Leeds United to stay in the Premier League? Yes, I yes I do. Do I want to finish above Manchester United? No way. And that's just the way it is, kids. Um, look, and also about Leeds United, there has been something that's obviously recently done with a tweet that they sent out after a uh, football pundit, Karen Carney, uh, I believe her name is. She said something on live TV. Um, which, to be honest with you, I didn't think she should have said, if I'm honest with you. She said about, you know, the fact that the pandemic happened last season, there was a stop, helped helped Leeds uh, because it, their players had a rest. Then they came back and won a lot of their last many games to obviously get champions. The idea being that obviously the season before, Leeds dropped away quite a lot in the second half of the season, which they did. It's very true. Um, I actually agree with her comments. I think her comments are actually valid because I think got the evidence to prove that the season before that did that did happen to Leeds. They did fall off. They should have they should have got promoted the season before with, with Bielsa anyway. But they didn't of course. So I have some sympathy uh for her comments, but she shouldn't have said them. Because look, A you bring the pandemic for one, which is just a no go. Don't even bring that up. Okay? We don't want to talk about the pandemic and like and like football together, okay? We, we, we just don't. Um and yeah, just bring up you're gonna 
you're going to have issues with that kind of comment, and she should have realised that. But I still, I, but I still agree, agree with her, and I certainly don't agree with Leeds' official uh, account doing what, doing, doing what they did. I think that's wrong, to be honest with you. They shouldn't have done anything officially. Look, fans, fans are going to do it, but not the official account because you are then giving a sort of green light to your fans and other fans to start having a go at it, and that's obviously wrong. And it's not just because she's a woman. I, I'd have a problem with that, no matter what sex they, they were, um, because you know we 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 all have feelings. So, you know, someone's gender just doesn't matter, does it, when it comes to these type of things? Um, so next, football banter. Then. So we have sort of spoke about this a little bit. What I was saying about Leeds United, but yeah, football banter. Well, look, look, we all do it. There's always been football banter. It's been out. It's been around since yeah, since uh, football, I guess. Um, yeah, because of course before it wouldn't have been called football banter, would it? But look, um, back in the day, it wasn't such a big deal. If your team lost, you wouldn't have your phone, you wouldn't have the internet, you wouldn't have these ways of connecting with other people to see what they're thinking or how they feel. Now, now you do, and Twitter and Facebook and and YouTube especially, it's just made it. You know, look, football fans are idiots in many ways, and it's a lot of like. Oh no, sorry, I will retract that. They're not idiots, but they, they just say idiotic things for clicks or for likes or for whatever. Uh, you know, if your team loses, they're the worst team ever. If they if if they win, they're the best team ever. That's pretty much where 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 we are. I think I think that's wrong. Personally, I think it's a wrong way to be. Uh, I mean I do it, I will be honest. When 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 my team wins, I feel they're the best team ever. Um, and when they lose, uh, well, I don't think that they're the, they're the worst team ever, but I will be quite harsh. And actually, to be fair, one thing that is true is fans of their own football teams will actually be harsher on their own team because they'll know what their team can do. So it's like because they'll they'll watch their team more. You know, I don't watch every Spurs game. I don't watch every Liverpool game. I don't watch every Newcastle game. I don't watch any any other team's game. The only team I watch every every game they go and they play is actually Manchester United. So I have quite a good, fair, balanced view on on them in that sense. Cause I, I watch every game, so I know that when Fernandez, you know, Bruno Fernandez does what he's doing, which is an absolute crazy season for figures and assists and goals. I I know that it's not always a fair reflection on the way he plays because there's lots of games where he doesn't do it, doesn't do a lot, but then he comes up with a goal comes up with it with an assist and that's all that matters but that doesn't mean to say he's had a fantastic game because overall his game you know I can't remember what game it was but it was a game recently where he didn't do a lot but suddenly just popped up and scored it could have been West Brom granted he scored a penalty but he still scored in that game and one thing I will say about Fernandez. Because he's amazing. I'm saying I'm just being negative on him on one thing because he still does it. To do to be like that, but still score and assist is still amazing. It's still just out of this world. Um, but his record on penalties is pretty good. <laughs> like Van Nist- is the best penalty taker we've had at United since Van Nist- Van Nistelrooy, who was also very good at taking at taking penalties. But you know, penalties are not. I think a lot of people say oh penalties. You know, they they should score, but not always. Like how many penalties do you watch where they don't score? I've I've watched quite a few. It does happen. Um, 
but yeah, I'm very impressed with him overall. Great signing for the money, amazing. He's a player I wish Paul, Paul Pogba would have been, uh, and of course Paul, Paul, Paul Pogba could could still be that player. But Fernandez is younger, and he's just getting those numbers. I mean, he's an absolute juggernaut. Um, but I don't believe that Manchester United are a one a one man team in the same way that I. You know, it's funny, isn't it? The fans will say this: "Oh, United are a one man team, and all this." Yeah, Spurs. I mean, if they miss Kane, I mean, granted this song, but they need Kane and Song together. Let's be honest. And if they didn't have them in their team, I mean, God, they care so much about them that Mourinho's playing them against against Brent Brent Brentford. You know, because he kind of knows that to get a result or to guarantee a result, he needs to play Kane and Song. Every team has it. Look at Liverpool; they lose Virgil Van Dijk and. They don't look so great at the impact, do they? You know, every team has them. Every team has players who uh, will just excel them. You know, and we do it him. But I look. I I think Van de Beek. The reason why he was bought was to fill in for 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 Fernandez. Problem is, is that Fernandez has been so good, it's been difficult to like drop him. But Van Van de Beek is that guy. He is a Fernandez type player. So we should. We shall see. But yeah, football banter. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. It's just going to carry on. Uh, it's not always just. Of course it isn't. And, uh, you know, these manage... And also, you know, a lot of fans just go over the, the top. And, uh, you know, whether it's Mikel Arteta now, it'll banter him and, and Arsenal because of how they've been. And then suddenly they win three three games and everyone's thinking, oh, you know, maybe not as bad as we thought. Now it's Lampard. And, of course, it's been Oli that's been Solskjaer earlier on in the season when they lost you know when they got tanked by Spurs at Old Trafford that was really bad but again you know that was only their second no sorry that was the third game and they still hadn't got fitness and stuff like this I get the reasons they had a man they, they had a man sent off there was mitigating reasons but look fo- football banter I would just say don't take it too seriously just relax about it you know people are going to say what they say rival fans are going to have a go at you if your team lose. Well, not so much have a go at you, but just say your team's shit and you know they're in the mud and stuff like this. They're just gonna say that and just 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 say it to them when their when their team loses. No matter which team you support, which team they support, just do it together, and then it's a communal thing. But you know it's just part of the game, innit? You know you can always switch off your phone, of course, if you're that bothered about it. But you know it's just the way it is. But again, we then get the sort of. Karen Carney thing and it got a bit too far with there so we obviously can go over the, 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 the top but you know social media has also got a role to play in this as I said before I will be talking about social media more and in future there's lots of issues about that European Super League um, yeah I don't know I've never been too bothered by European Super League I kind of like it the way it is why why change it why can't we just have our you know, Premier League the way it is and have the champion, have the sort of European Cup Champions League do we really need a European Super Cup do I really like the idea of playing Paris Saint-Germain and let's be honest if there was a European Super Cup Manchester United would definitely be in it because it's not even about even if Manchester United finished 18th or even if Manchester United got relegated you know to the Championship they would be in a European Super League because just of the numbers so the people they'd attract same as, Liverpool, same as Liverpool to be honest with you those two stand heads tall when it comes to the UK of the fans they can attract throughout 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 the world um, so they're always going to be there and it's no surprise that those two clubs are both driving it um, who else would be in it Spurs I think I think Arsenal just irrespective of where they are again fans around the world I think Arsenal would definitely be in it 
you got to say Man City, although they have no 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 fans around 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 the world. But yeah, them. Um, Chelsea. There we go. You know, that'll probably be it. If you're having any more, you're gonna have some 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 more. I mean, Everton might feel wrongly or badly justified. Even even Leeds, you know, they got more fans around the world than Man City, but you know. Uh, I don't know. I just I. I can't be bothered about it. Like playing Paris Saint Germain and Bayern Munich, yeah, it sounds good on paper, but you know, it's it's better when it's in the Champions League. It's better when it's more sort of like happens occasionally. Pardon me for a sec. <coughs> yeah, it's better when it happens. You know, more sort of more every so often than than all the time. And also, where the hell would you be, would would you be playing these games? You know, there's something good about going to Stoke. You know, there's something good about going to Burnley and stuff like like this um, so yeah so the Europa Super League I don't really want to say too much about it because I don't really I wouldn't I wouldn't want it so there we go um, the Glazers yeah look being a Manchester United fan should we just go on about Glazers for a sec I'm not a big fan of them I mean for years I was never a big fan of it because I never I never quite liked the way that all happened with the Glazers the way they took over the club I was all for the B the B Sky B thing, you know, back in the uh, early two thousands or or late nineties, whenever it was. But because um, I really felt that would have propelled my United in, into a real super club. I mean, I mean, not just like in like every single way. Uh, and maybe we we would still be talking about them as a team that's been winning stuff even up to now. Uh, a lot of stuff as well. But yeah, the Glazers look never happy about the takeover. Although I'm not going to support, you know, F F C United or whatever it's called, but because obviously once you get into my United, I don't believe it's that easy to just get rid of it. I'm not a fan of the Glazers, though. Yes, I appreciate they have put money in, they have especially to Ferguson. They you know they did support him. They have they have put money in since even more so since actually since Ferguson. Um, they were just lucky that they obviously had Ferguson for the beginning bit, and he was just so good at winning stuff. They just carried on. Um, but it's this whole director of football thing that's the problem why are they so against it like just have a director of football that's what most most clubs around the world now most successful clubs anyway have a have a director of football it, ob- it, it obviously works so I wish they would get one I really really do but they haven't and they keep on floating names but you know just, just get it done guys that's obviously what you need. I mean, Ed, Ed Woodward, I don't think he's as bad as what some people say. He's obviously very good for the business point of view. I mean, as a business entity, Manchester United are the best in the UK. It's as simple as that. But business is not everything. And you've got to get things right on the pitch as, as well. And, um, yeah, they need to do that. And I'm hoping they do that. I'm hoping they do start to take it more seriously. Um, and just, you know, yeah, they have spent money. Like you can't argue they haven't spent money. The problem is, is it the right money? <laughs> you know, this is where directed football comes in. I have no look. When people say the Glazers don't spend money, that's wrong. They have spent money. They spent more than enough money. It's 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 a director of football more than anything. It's it's the structure more than the investment. You can't argue that the Glazers haven't invested money in in the club. You'd be foolish to say that they haven't. But it's just it's the way they do it. It's the way of the investment and it's the. Um, it's just, the, it's just the structure. So director of football, that's what you need. Someone who's competent. Ed, Edwin van der Sar, I'd love him. 
you know, obviously Ajax, he's the, he's their director of football at the moment, but obviously he's got strong links with uh, United. And um, why not bring him in? He'd be perfect. And he and he and he and he'd do it. He'd take them. He would definitely do it. I mean, I don't have a direct line to him, but yeah, I can't bring him up or anything. But I'm guessing he would definitely do it. So yes, the last thing I want to touch on, like I say, this this episode actually, his first episode is going to go over thirty minutes, but only only just though. As I say, I want to keep them around the thirty minutes, so that's fine. Um, let's talk about Liverpool's uh, social media, so we say, or just Liverpool fans, just their kind of weird way they've um, showed off their trophies that they won recently. So you know, let's just get. Let's 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 not let's not get it twisted. Liverpool have won a lot a lot of trophies the last like couple of years. Yeah, that, I totally ex- accept it. It's a fact. But let's be honest about this now. Let's let's be really honest about it now. Liverpool won trophies. That's very very true. They won the European Cup. They then won the the Premier League. They then course when the super cup and stuff like this as well all within a certain amount you know time of each other but what is it with showing a picture with Virgil van Dijk with the Premier League and the European Cup together guys you didn't win them at the same time when I say the same time I mean the same season the same calendar season yes 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 you won them close to each other close enough in fact that by the time you won the Premier League you were still the European champions because of course they won the European Cup they won the Premier League, then they won the Europe. No, sorry, they won the European Cup, then they won the Premier League. So obviously, yes, you're still classed officially as the European Championship, as the European champions, because that hasn't happened yet. Never does. The league always happens first. So in that sense, yes, Liverpool is still the reigning European champions, but they didn't win them the same season. And then what you get is you get players like, as I say, like Virgil Van Dijk and good old Jordan Henderson and these players, um, pictures of them with both cups, and it's like. Fans will be like, yes, we've we've won these both together. It's, you know, it's the it's like a, it's like a, a great double. It's not a double. There 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 is there is no double. You've you've won a Premier League in one season, right? Count it, one season. Okay, you also won a Super League in that same season, granted. And you won the Club World Championship, granted. Three three trophies for the Club World Championship and Super Cup. I mean, they're not really. They're kind of like you know, they're kind of frivolous trophies. Let's be really honest about that. They're, they're not the ones that really matter. But the Premier League and the European Cup, obviously, they are stellar ones. They do. They are elite tournaments or elite cups to win, should we say. You didn't win in the same season. And look, I have no problem there being a photo of both cups, okay? Fine. Because technically, yes, you are still the reigning European champions when you win the uh, Premier League. But to have words like, oh, we've, we've just done this amazing double or even this amazing... Quad, 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 quadruple when you show all the other trophies. Well, it's like no, it's not. A, A, there's no FA Cup or League Cup there, so it's a total separate thing. Also, Super Cup and you know, World Cup Championships don't even count anyway. You know, they you don't really even get. You know, it just it just, it just doesn't count. But it's just it's it's purely the Premier League and the European Cup that had a problem with the fact they put them together. They'd be and they'd be like as if they've won them both in you know the the same year. Yes, it triggered Man Man United fans. It did. It triggered me a bit. Because I thought, what the fuck are they doing? They haven't won both of them. You know, they've only won the one. They should, yeah, picture them with the Premier League, fine. But, you know, you're not going to be the European champions because you weren't even, you got knocked out in the last 16 stage against Atletico Madrid. So, you know, no. You know, just a, just an absolute joke. But, 
whatever Liverpool can do what they want to do but this is what I want about fans you know they'll pick up on stuff like that and say it and it's like well that's not strictly true is it what you're saying is not strictly true you are the Premier League winners correct and that's it yeah you can then say with the Premier League Super League and World Club World Championship winners okay fine but you can't say then add the European Cup to it which of course is the biggest trophy really out of all those three um because English teams, let's be honest, you're more likely if you're Liverpool to win the Premier League than you are to win the European Cup. Although saying that, they've obviously won the European Cup quite a lot, of course. But, yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. It was just the fact you had you know, Jordan Henderson and Virgil van Dijk and these players, and even Jurgen Klopp, I believe I saw one, with both trophies, as if they'd won them both in the same season. I just didn't like that. That was the connotation they were trying to pull. Like, look, oh yeah, United won the U-Travel, well, we're, we're like, we're like, get in there. That type of thing. It's like, no, 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 no. Totally separate thing. You didn't win them in the same season. You've got to win it in the same season, guys. That's just a bit of advice, okay? Anyway, whew, blow, blow off uh, some like steam there. Um, yeah, so, as I say, sli slightly over 30 minutes, come up to more 40 minutes. I am sorry for that. I try not to. Um, next episode will be on Saturday of this week, hopefully. Um, and I'll just talk about, as I say, totally separate subject. It'll, that's just the way it's going to be. So yeah, so I hope everyone's good and all that. And I hope I hope this wasn't too pain, 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 painful to you. And uh, yeah, you know, I hope you come back for an, another one. So hope everyone has a good couple of days. Bye now.